Okay. This is Amy of intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. If you're looking for a coach, please consider my services. And I'm continuing my series on how to be friends with money. How to be friends with money. We're going to talk about dating and money and being in relationship and money. It's a little, I, I, I don't think it's controversial at all. It makes complete sense in my world. But if I, when I have this conversation with others, they're like, oh, Amy, that's not fair. Yes, it's totally fucking fair. And we, we buy into such limiting beliefs that we don't even realize that it's limiting. We accept that we accept it just blindly. But one of the areas is you need to be aligned with your partner with perspectives on money, how money is spent, how money is earned, how money is saved, how money, how bills get paid, how, um, how taxes get taken care of, um, housing, you need to be aligned with your partner. And so have that conversation very, very early before all the lovey dovey feelings get kicked in, have a brutally honest conversation with somebody that you're interested in about money. Just sit down and have that conversation. And, you know, I say this often in my social circles, uh, uh, my perspective on this, because I've seen it. Like I've coached hundreds of people around relationships and money is always an issue. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's documented. Like we can Google it right now. What's the reason most people break up in marriages? A large percentage is as a result of money. And I don't think it's because of lack of money. There's, you know, uh, I think it's more so being unwilling to have the conversation or thinking, oh, it'll get resolved once we're married. And it doesn't, it just gets, the divide gets wider and wider and wider. And so have the conversation about money early, early. And I don't care how great that person is. If there's an area of their financial life that you don't quite understand, don't make any guesstimations about it. Fucking ask them. Like, hey, how do you do this? Hey, how do you do this? And if they're being all weird about it, that's information. Oh, isn't that interesting? They're being weird about that. Hmm. And I would say if it's an area where you're weird (laughs) about it, if you have a lot of limiting beliefs around something, or it's a charge issue for you, then that's probably not the best person for you, no matter how great you think they are in this moment, because what will be the downfall of the relationship will be that exact issue. Uh, I say that to you with love and respect. We think love conquers all. It does not in that regard. It doesn't. I think that two people can come together and figure out systems so that you know, money works for them, but that's a conscious choice. It's not something that happens automatically. What happens automatically is people just ignoring it until it becomes a blaring problem. And why put yourself through the stress and strain of a breakup or a divorce when all you had to do is just have the conversation and acknowledge when you see what you see, you know, um, uh, I saw very early on that, uh, when it came to working, that um, my ex-husband and I had very different perspectives. And I just kept thinking like, wow, doesn't everybody think this way? His ambition will kick in any minute now. It'll kick in once we get married. Oh, it never kicked in. It still has not kicked in. And I'm not judging him, but that's his choice. 
but I know it didn't work for me being around it, considering I am a highly ambitious person. So nothing is right nor wrong. It's what will you want to be around day in and day out. And when you're in the lovey-dovey feelings, you think, oh, it won't matter. It'll all get resolved. It doesn't, friends. So it's just better to have the conversation. And it's better to part ways early if it's not a match, right? If you have fundamentally different perspectives on the way you do money, you know, maybe you're a person. So I'll, I'll share. I'll be transparent here about what I mean. Um, my my ex-husband and I had very different perspectives on how bills got paid. I, prior to getting married, I was great with paying bills. And I, I, I taught myself then. I put systems in place, just as I've explained to you. I had to re-put systems in place after um, my divorce. But when we were together, we could never get on the same page about the system of how things got paid. He had this kind of... Uh, he just had a a different perspective, like, because I I wanted to initially say, well, he paid things early, but he really didn't, you know, Um, but he just never thought he came from a level of affluence where they didn't think about bills in that way. They, it just always got taken care of. Like that was the, they, they just always did. And so because I knew times in my life where things didn't get taken care of, I looked at it much differently. And so as a result, there was constant conflict just on putting a system in place. So, um, and I love divine order. He's not a divine order person. So I like knowing like, okay, this is how we're going to handle this. And, um, and so it, 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 being in that took away some of my ability to manifest in the way that I knew how, and I was trying to adjust what I knew worked so that I could make this relationship work. And it just didn't serve us well. And it, then it just kind of got comical and stupid. Some of the things we were arguing over in terms of bill payment. Like I remember him saying, like, well, you know, the Comcast bill, we had that Comcast bill. And, you know, like this is after the fact, after we get divorced and we're attempting to be friends. He, he had said that to me. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? a whole relationship contingent on a fucking Comcast bill. But yeah, that's reality. It does kind of filter that down to be that ridiculous at times. And, and so what's even more interesting, he is, he still has the exact same Comcast package. He didn't change a thing. Right. Uh, so it didn't have anything to do with that. It was just, our approaches were so vastly different and you being in your power is far greater than you being in a relationship with somebody. Because I promise you, if you stay in your power, you're going to find a relationship where you can remain in your power. God's just calling you not to settle for less than you deserve. Don't settle. And and settling has nothing to do with that person. It has, can I still be fully self-expressed and powerful in this relationship? And if you can't, when it comes to money, don't be in it. It's too important. I just did 25 shows telling you how important it is. Like, yeah. Uh, so you don't have to be in a relationship with someone who you're not aligned with financially. You know, if, if you do money a certain way, any aspect of money a certain way, maybe you do savings a certain way, maybe you do debt a certain way, ask up front. How do you do debt? 
How do you do? And if they can't give you a clear answer, that's a sign unto itself. And then you sit with it and say, how do I want to do with this? Hmm. Is it really worth taking the risk? And I want you to hear me say, it's probably not. Because there is someone out there who, probably multiple someones, not probably, definitely multiple someones, whose way of relating to money aligns and matches the way in which you relate to money. Yeah. And find that. And don't think anything's impossible. Like I, it, when I have um, more mature clients, and when I say more mature, like after the age of 55, and they're, maybe they have a concern about retirement and their manifesting relationship. And I'm like, well, just decide that you have a partner that's going to cover retirement. And they're like, oh, I can ask for that. Yes, you can ask for that. And make sure, though, don't, don't just fall willy-nilly for any old blue slum. You got to make sure there's somebody that, that it's somebody that feels very comfortable and confident. Don't make the expectation that they have to cover it. Ask them, have that conversation. But choose that. Be, I hope you're getting here that it's all very conscious choice making. And the, it seems in romantic relationships that one little piece where we decide we're not going to be conscious, oh, that'll just work out. That is where the problem will, will begin and end the relationship. So it's just worth having that conversation early. I, I was talking to my mom about it. And she's like, well, Amy, you know, you just have to get to know a person. I'm like, by the time I get to know somebody, I've already started to catch feelings for them and the, you know, I know I'm a recovering codependent. It, it, that'll start to trigger and I'll tell myself like, it'll, it'll work out. No, <laughs> if it's not right on day, uh, within the first couple of conversations, and then it's not going to be right t- 20, 20 weeks later. It, and it's just not right. Move on. It's okay. It's not, it doesn't hurt anybody's feelings at that stage. That's what I think people don't realize is you, you hurt feelings when you are 20 weeks in and you didn't acknowledge that this was a problem and you saw it was a problem early on. And then I also hear people say, well, Amy, I didn't see it as a problem because you chose not to, but I promise you, God always reveals to us what we need to know very early on. It's not hidden from us. The signs are all there. We can choose not to see the signs. We can choose not to acknowledge it. The The aspect of, of my relationship outside of money that was, that I acknowledged was a, a, a issue. I, see, even now I'm, I'm struggling to call it a problem because that's how de- in much denial I was in at that time. But that same issue, it didn't go away. It got worse, right? That was the same reason that split us up. It was there. I saw it. And I, I own it. I, I own, like, when I'm talking to my girlfriends about it, I'm like, I saw it week one. I saw it. Didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it was the same. <laughs> and and I, I, I do that not to make myself wrong, but to say, hmm, all the answers are there if I choose to see them. And it's my job to see them. And it, it's not a, 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 if I'm approaching it from the perspective of, Oh, it'll get better on some level. That's coming from a very lack place, meaning I don't believe that there's anybody else. And there are lots of somebodies on this planet that could, could be my true love. No. And if they're really my true love and that's an issue that's bothering me, then they're, they're not really my true love. Right? 
<laughs> I'm convincing myself. I'm settling. I'm trying to make myself go along with it. And we can. Those feelings can be strong and they can feel very, very believable. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not making anybody wrong and I get the journey of it all. But what I would say now from this vantage point is choose someone who's financially aligned with you. Choose someone who does money in the way that you do. You know, they could be a person that does have a lot of savings, but they have a lot of savings because they only spend money on the things that they enjoy. And unless you exactly enjoy the, the same things as them, then you know they're going to say no. Hey, you want to go to dinner? No, I, but they have a boat. <laughs> and that's their choice, right? That's their choice in the, in the way they want to do money. But if you're looking for companionship and then you are looking for someone that you want to go to dinner with on a, on a whim, then that's probably not the right person. So why are you staying in that? So yes, money does matter in romantic relationships. Make it a topic. It's the first things I talk about. Everybody, my friends are like, oh, Amy. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm a coach. I, I've studied this shit backwards and forwards and had lots of conversations about this. I'm woke to some things. So it'd be really, um, and not to say that you have to walk your your talk to be able to do this job. No, there's a lot of people who know a lot who can coach beautifully that maybe they're struggling in that area of their life. In no way am I saying you need to be perfect, but I, I am of the belief that if I know I want to use it. So I have that conversation very early. If I meet someone that I want to be in a relationship with, if I just want to play around and have some fun, I'm very clear and I set very clear boundaries around that now. Um, hey, this person's just for fun. And if I know that my little love bug's going to kick in and fall in love with that person, I know mm -mm, this person's not going to work out, Amy, because that's not what this is. But if it's a person I, I'm sensing I would like to pursue a long-term relationship with, you best believe the first conversation we're having is money and sex. Because those are two things you can, you know, everybody has their preferences, their ways of doing it, and you want someone that aligns with you. And it, you can't pretend like it's all going to suddenly be okay or it doesn't matter. It's one of them, being in a, a, a romantic relationship is one of the most intimate relationships. And not just, and when I say intimate, that's not sex. I'm talking about this is someone you're around all the time. They know everything about you, whether they acknowledge it or not. And so just peer in, ask the questions and see how they respond. And you tell your truth too. So if there is an area where you're feeling insecure, like let's go back to my clients that I've told you about the ones that are 55 and plus looking to manifest love. And maybe there's a retirement conversation that needs to be had. Uh, they sometimes feel weird uh, bringing that up. I'm like, no, bring it up, bring it up, talk about it. No, because then you can say peace. That doesn't work for me. Or, oh yeah, that does work for me. Uh, don't sweep anything under the rug, particularly when it comes to romantic relationships. Because it's harder to get out. Uh, it's, yeah. And I'm not just saying that from personal experience. I've seen people go through it a lot. And so, um, why not make it good? And it just starts with a conversation. Hey, what's your perspective on sex? Hey, what's your perspective on money? How do you do earning? How do you do savings? Oh, is there an inheritance? How are you planning to use that inheritance? You know, and I know somebody's listening to this saying, what, Amy, isn't that too personal? 
No. <laughs> if those are the number one reasons why people separate, ask in the beginning, right? <laughs> you know, just because they're a nice person and easy on the eye does not mean they're you're happily ever after. You're probably a nice person, easy on the eye. So just by the law of vibration, of course, that's what you would attract. So uh, the, what's the next layer of that? Um, <laughs> uh, I know this is a bit controversial for people. Uh, but it's controversial because you know it's true. <laughs> you know it's true. And divorce sucks. It, not in the act of divorcing, but the, the journey of it and separating of things and and the hurt and the grief. And, you know, if that's a, a part of your journey and you need to go through a divorce, sure, fine, whatever. But if you really don't want to, then do the work to ensure that you're not going to. It doesn't mean that people always get the right to change. So th there could still be a divorce. But if it comes down to something that could have been discussed and talked about and explored very early on, you've heard this podcast, so it's kind of on you, boo. Uh, I'll love you. And I'm always going to cheer for you. But uh, don't be scared. Have the conversation. And if you see something that's not working for you, it's not a judgment on that person. It's not a judgment on you. It just means it's not going to work. And why do you need to be in it for five years to figure that out when you knew God reveals it to you week one? Yeah. I know that's not a popular perspective on money and relationships, but it is a a very well thought out, very um, researched in the sense that I've you know, had very intimate conversations with people. You know, as an intuitive coach, you learn a lot about people. And um, if I could say one piece is figure the shit out around money and romantic relationships very, very early on. And if you're sensing, you know, my mom's like, well, people won't tell you the truth. And if you're sensing they're not telling you the truth, don't be in that. Like, why? Like, why would you? Like, if somebody is... <laughs> not telling you, then deuces, I can find somebody else that's going to have the conversation. Because as you're seeing uh, through the course of this, this series, that if you just start to be aware and have these conversations and take all the taboos away from it, you realize it's not scary. It's just life. Money is a part of our life. It's the way we make things happen and do things and have experiences that we want to have. It's the way we take care of ourselves. It's the way we keep ourselves well. Money is a beautiful, amazing resource. And let's honor it as that. And it doesn't need to be this secretive hush-hush thing. Um, because it's it's so prevalent. You know, I'm looking around my whole house right now. There's nothing that money's not attached to. Nothing. Even the water coming out of the faucet. I know my landlord pays the water bill. out of what I pay her. So yeah, that's my thought on this. And uh, I think it's a very valid one. So just have it, just have the conversation. And you're just looking for someone who has the, a similar perspective as you around money. And my last little piece on this is before you get in a relationship, journal out very clearly what your perspective is on money. 
and what you want money to be like in your romantic relationships. And don't just get all airy fairy woo woo off the boot. You know, maybe your first draft can be all over the place, but start narrowing it down so that once you do get in a relationship, you can pull that list out and it's so clear for you to see and be able to check. And it's not like check boxing it and, and, you know, no, you're doing this from the most loving and soulful place within yourself. You're saying, I love myself enough to make a good choice in this way. And I love this person, it's humanity, even if you're not in love with them yet, to say, I care to know, and I care for you to know me in this way. And I would much rather save us both problems and heartache. Let's just have the conversation. And so you want to create your list so that you can go through really succinctly and say, oh, that's not right. And that's not right. Or that's totally right. That's totally right. That's totally right. It's like a checklist. And it's not, again, it's not just checking boxes and good on paper. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real ways of doing money. If you know that you have no problem paying a bill on the last day and you're in a relationship with somebody that has to pay on the first day, believe it or not, that's a shift in a way of being. And you feel good about the way you do it and they feel good about the way they do it. If you guys have to join things and pay things together, then that can be a problem, right? Or it could be uh, taxes or it could be debt. How much debt, you know, it's a, some people can carry high balances and be totally fine with it and know they're going to pay it off and have a way of being. And if there's, you're in a relationship with somebody who is like petrified of going over the 30% of their credit um, available credit. When you, if you, you'll know what I mean. If, if you know what this is, and if you do your research on credit, you'll understand, but that if you know, they don't go, ever go over that 30% and they, or they pay their balances off in full. That's a very different way of appropriating money. It's a very different level of faith around money. And you think, Oh, it's no big deal. They're going to do it their way. I'm going to do it my way. Nope. Things overlap. They just do. All right, that's my rant on relationships and money. You get to do it your own way, but mm, don't let the love bug show up and taint your clarity and your your good sense, right? And it can. The love bug is, it, it will blind you. It will blind you. And then you'll be like, oh, shit. Hey, yeah, this, right? Okay, I love you. Thank you for listening to this program. If you're looking for a coach, I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. What else do I want to tell you? Oh, sign up for the newsletter. You can go to my website and sign up. I'll send you two intuitive messages a week that can help you in your finances and in your dating life. All right, my loves, take care of yourself. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.